and we are live that's live for us anyways and you're locked in to the kansas city social hour and i'm your humble host ruben ortiz let's get it on What's up, Kansas City? KC Social Hour. Yeah. I make your mouth peace, obese like Della Reese. When I release, you lose teeth like little C's. Nigga, please, blood flood your dungarees. And that's just the half on my war path. Laugh now, cry later, I rhyme greater than the average player hater The spectators buy my CD twice They see me in the streets, they be like, yo, he nice But that's on the low dough, be the cats with no dough Try to play me at my show, I pull out four foes and go up in their clothes Short change niggas, snort cane niggas, extortion came quicker Bought the range nigga, it still tickle me I used to be as strong as Ripple B, to little C's cripple me Now I play hard like my girl's nipples be the game Sour like a pickle bee Y'all know the rules Move from BK to New Jerusalem Think about all the claims we flew Bitches be ran through Now the year's new I lay my game flat I want my spot back Take two Motherfuckers mad cause I blew Niggas envious Too many niggas on my dick Shit strenuous When my men bust You just move with such stamina Slugs missed ya I ain't mad at ya He ain't mad at ya How crazy was that? That East Coast-West Coast rivalry Actually it wasn't even East Coast-West Coast rivalry It was a Biggie Tupac rivalry and the reference there, I am mad at you to the Tupac track off the double album. Then Biggie gets shot in Los Angeles and then comes out with his album, Riding a Hearse. And the song is and the album is called Life After Death. One of the more strange coincidences in music history. Also, Tupac, after he was killed in Las Vegas. I believe it was 1996. His album Machiavelli comes out with him crucified on the album cover. Bizarre shit, man. You can say what you want about hip hop, whether you like it or not, I don't know. But that is some wild fucking shit. I mean, if you like heavy metal and you're into all the strange album covers with the devil worshiping and, you know, all that kind of cool stuff that's on the album covers like Iron Maiden, Ozzy Osbourne. What's more weird than an artist getting killed and then coming out with a song like Hail Mary? Run quick see, what do we have here now? Do you want to ride or die? La da 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 da. What a strange fucking track to come out with right after you've been assassinated on the streets of Vegas. Now, the reason I started the podcast with that track is because DJ Premier and RZA had a, you could call it a battle, last weekend. It was fucking awesome. Both these two guys are two of the best producers ever in hip-hop history. So to have them... I wasn't sure what it meant when they're going to go battle, but basically 
it was a friendly battle, <laughs> which sounds weird, right? It was a friendly battle, but they were matching produced track for produced track. They went 20 tracks. So it's like, here's a song I produced. Okay, well, then here's a song I produced. And then they were kind of voting between rounds. I haven't looked to see who won because in the end, it really didn't matter. They went 20. And then after that, they went for like 45 more minutes of just playing shit that they could produce, that they produced. I mean, how crazy is that, that you could go 20 songs, matching 20 songs that are like fucking classics. We're talking about Jay-Z, Kanye West, Method Man, Raekwon, Nas, all these brilliant hip-hop historical tracks, and they're matching each other track for track. That's how great of producers these dudes are. Well, Long Kiss was a track, the one that we just played, was a track produced by RZA. And so I have a playlist called Hip Hop Heads. I think I started it last year, and I'll, I'll share that with you guys. Basically, I'll share the list, the playlist. It's just every time I hear a dope-ass classic hip-hop track, I put it in the list. So this obviously made the list. I mean, you hear that production, that beat, and that RZA-produced track, and it's fucking brilliant. And the lyrics, the shit that Biggie's saying on that track, it's a diss to Tupac. It's a response. It's a diss to, to Tupac. So, And they both had two totally different styles. Biggie, a lyricist, New York-style lyricist at heart, right? So there's a lot of symbolism. There's some overt stuff, but then there's a lot of cryptic messaging in there really solid writing skills and he is on a RZA track and it is not lost on him how he needs to come lyrically you know if you're in that room with RZA and you're fucking with that Wu-Tang pedigree you know that the lyrics need to be at a certain level and he's one of the greatest MCs of all time so of course he's aware of that right and another track that comes to mind is the track that he did with Bone to kind of give you an example on a track called Notorious Thugs. And so when he's rapping with Bone, Bone is also historic West Coast hip hop band. They, they broke a lot of molds when they came out. Nobody had heard this melodic style, the speed at which they were rapping. There was a lot of cool shit that Biggie brought. To, I mean, that the Bone Thugs and Harmony brought to the table. And so in that vein, on that track, Notorious Thugs, Biggie raps like he was a member of Bone. You know, this East Coast rapper, this lyricist, raps his version of that West Coast Bone style. I say West Coast, I know they're from Cleveland, but, you know, they're affiliated with Eazy-E, and so I, I kind of lump them in with that uh, West Coast style. But you could argue that you know, they had established their own style, but, you know, very West Coast-like, in my opinion, but whatever. Um, that's for more astute hip-hop heads to debate. It's just from my perspective. So back to this RZA-produced track, he's coming with it, man. And some of the stuff he says on there, even even the title track, Long Kiss, I mean, it's pretty wild. He comes off like a mafioso, 
and his disses to Tupac are violent, but it's a controlled violence. It's a scary, calculated, strategic approach to the battle. And it's sad. It's sad that these two guys had to die so young. And it's tragic that they never reconciled whatever beef that they had. And it was one of the most unique and unfortunate circumstances in musical history. So shout out to RZA and DJ Premier for reminding me about that track and a lot of other cool tracks that I have added to the Hip Hop Heads mix. And now I share it with you on the podcast. It's been fun seeing all these live acts. And the internet is the winner of the COVID-19 debacle that we're going through, right? Because we're seeing all kinds of innovation. People are doing live concerts, live DJ shows. Shout out to my man, DJ Diamond Tip. He was on Twitch. I would, I just got Twitch. He, he shouted me out and told me to get Twitch because he was going to do a live DJ thing on Twitch. Twitch is for video gamers mostly. People watch other people play video games, which I'm not a huge gamer. I just, and I'm going to get into that here in a little bit. I just got Apple Arcade and I got this uh, wireless controller. So I'm going to start playing some games. I already have. I started doing a couple little games. I got the new Super Nintendo Mini. I had got that like last Christmas for the kids and dusted that thing off. And the kids have been playing it ever since. So technology and the internet has taken over. But back to these live concerts that people are doing. My uh, cousin, Mary, my wife's cousin, doing live performances. And people that we've had on this podcast, like Nick Marshall, are doing live shows. And you're able to tip them. I've been giving out some little money here and there. Nothing big, but if you made my night more enjoyable and I listened to your show, like Mary's cousin, which makes him my cousin too, James Rojas, been making music all over Kansas City. And I watched his live show, dropped him some cash. I really enjoyed listening to my man on Twitch, DJ Diamond Tip, because he plays the videos. Man, I got to see how they do this. It's pretty cool because he's live DJing, and as he's mixing the songs, the videos are getting mixed too. It's pretty awesome, man. A lot of people are probably like familiar with this. I haven't been out in a long time, so I felt like I was at the fucking bar, and I got hammered like I was at the bar. <laughs> Because he was playing all these tracks, I felt like I was at a club or something. I got all the lights going in the man cave, pouring me some strong drinks, watching these classic videos. You know, he's playing freestyle, playing old school 90s hip-hop, R&B, all the shit that I grew up listening to. Even mixing a little bit of Spanish stuff in to give it that Nuevo Mexico flavor. Shout out to DJ Diamond Tip, man. That shit was fire, dude. I had such a good time. And I look forward to seeing more from his shit, man. But yeah, the internet is the clear winner of this pandemic that we're going through. And uh, man, I started off the pandemic. If you guys look back, man, I was all over this shit. I was telling my kids they weren't going to go to school before people knew that their kids weren't going to school. My kids already knew. And uh, I mean, I just wanted to prepare them mentally for it. 
And a lot of things that seem obvious right now, we were talking about way early on in this podcast. If you listen to KC Social, give me my props, man. Shout out your man saying the Dow is going to drop below 20. Uh, the very first time I even talked about COVID, I was saying that it was from a lab in China. Well, just today, Fox News, that means it's hitting the mainstream. You may not be a fan of Fox, whatever. I don't care. Uh, I'm not either. I'm not a fan of any particular news group, but they it, once it hits Fox, that's mainstream news. And so when I was saying that this thing was out of a chemical lab in Wuhan, folks were saying that that was some conspiracy theory shit and I should be wearing a tinfoil hat or whatever. But now what, motherfucker? Now Fox is saying it. I know the UK believes that. I was a report, I believe, in the, what was it, Business Insider or Wall Street Journal? One of those two. But a... Uh, uh, reputable publication saying that the UK believes that you're starting to see the administrations uh, and it's in their best interest to blame China, right? Because they don't want to look at how they bungled a bunch of this shit. But, you know, I was ahead of that shit saying that that's where it had come from. And I didn't say that they had biologically created it. It's looking like they were testing. They were in caves, as we also mentioned on previous episodes, isolating these viruses in search of strong viruses, whether it was for a weapon or whether it was to create vaccines that were superior to the ones in the United States. Now, the one thing that's, even if it was by accident that they released this thing, which looks like it is a strong possibility, the cover-up is bad to lie about it. And it's clear that they lied about the numbers of people that died and it's also clear that they have lied about its origin. Those are some pretty big fucking lies. And when the smoke clears and people's grandparents are dead, people's neighbors are dead, and the health officials, my God, when people say, we need to open up the economy, I get it. It's, it's tough. It's tough that we have this closure economically. It's not tough for me to stay at home. I'll fucking do this shit all day, bitch. I, this thing hasn't bug me at all i get it i know some people are you know hurting they're more social i i get it I, it just hasn't really affected me that negatively but i do worry about the economic aspects and where that leads so we do eventually would like to see that opening up but would you be as gung-ho to open up the economy if you worked in a fucking hospital i mean some cities are seeing 600 people, 600 to 1,000 people die in one fucking day. You know what that's like? Like people say, try to compare like, well, all these people die in crashes. Yeah. Are they dying simultaneously? If there's a mass shooting with eight people, we freak out. There's 600 to 1,000 people dying in certain cities. We're already approaching 30,000 people dead from this thing in a mat, like a month and a half. So, yeah, it's concerning. And I don't think people would be rushing, wanting to rush to go to work if they were working in a field like uh, the medical field right now. Also, man, you got to give props to all the folks that bring the food to your table, the grocers, the meatpacking industry, all those people in the fields and shit that everybody's mad at. Those people are trying to get food out there and they're risking their lives doing that, man. Do you still feel the same about that? Some weird shit, man. Some shit to think about. The immigrants that are working to feed America. So the stimulus checks have come in. 
And it's strange because I want to be excited for everyone that's getting a check. I just, it's, it's kind of weird because for half of the country, we're really pissed at Bernie Sanders and his look at big government and socialism. These trillions of dollars that are getting dispersed, is that not a form of socialism at the very least big government? And the folks that are super pumped about getting that money, man, you got to feel kind of weird about it, right? Or do you not? I don't know. Nobody feels weird about free money. The other thing, though, the vibe that I get from it is like a concerning vibe that's like, yeah, you're getting this money, but it feels like there's a bill attached to it. There's something that we got to pay back as a country when you get cut a check like that. And that's what concerns me. And I don't want to be a downer. I'm going to lighten it up here in a little bit, talk about this iPad that I'm hooking up. But not really, man. It feels like we're about to pay a big bill for this money that we got. And when you think about it, what the fuck are you going to spend it on? <laughs> You're gonna. I know a lot of people, they're going to pay their rent. And that's great. That's good. People are going to pay their bills. People are going to pay their rent. People that are out of work, it definitely helps them. And that's who this is for. There's a lot of people getting these checks that are super pumped that don't have that situation. They're, they're working from home or they get to keep their job or whatever, and, and they got this stimulus. And it's like, you're going to take a trip? You know? You're going to go to a concert? You're going to go to a football game, baseball game? What the fuck are you going to do? You know, so there's that. And then there's also, you know, the projections that say that we haven't even been hit by the downturn yet. Because the stock market hasn't really priced in the full damage. We don't know how the real estate market's going to do. We don't know how the food supply chain's going to do. We don't know how the supply chain in general is going to do. Especially if we end up going through a Cold War with China, which there's going to be some kind of, uh, there's going to be some kind of reckoning with China that has to take place when the smoke clears because they did lie. This thing did originate from there. The president is going to and already has started. That was another thing we predicted on this podcast, that the ads were going to be very anti-China, as perhaps they should be. But they're going to become the scapegoat to this whole thing. But when they do, there's going to be demands by the American public for retribution. And what does that look like? And these people tool all of our equipment, our manufacturing, a lot of our medicines, you know, and it sounds great because you're like, okay, America can return to doing that. Do we have the capabilities? How long will that take? You know, and that's there's some really deep questions that need to be answered. And this stimulus just fucking feels like a loner that we're going to be paying back with interest, they say. My focus lately has just been on COVID-19. It's just what's on my mind as far as like when I'm doing this podcast, that's what I talk about. I know a lot of these are the Matrix episodes, so the Casey Social Hour is more interviews of like artists and things like that. I want to get back to that, but basically even if I was talking to artists and craft brewers right now, I'd be talking about COVID-19. You know what I mean? It is what's on my mind whenever I start recording these things. And so I'm not going to bullshit and fake like I'm super interested in what's going on in the beer industry right now. Or, And I get it. I God bless all those people that are in that fight 
and I pray for them. I'm trying to curb the disease by not getting it or spreading it. And so that's what I'm focused on. I do these podcasts from my house. I watch what's going on via social media, listen to the different podcasts, read a bunch of articles, and then I just give you guys my take. I'm working on myself. I've been doing a lot of exercising. I was going to do this big health push in 2020. And I even started a video where at the beginning of the year, I'm like, all right, this is what I weigh and here's where I'm going. And then all this shit happened and I was handling it really well. I, I, I thought I was, you know, I was getting all my shit together, getting my preparation going, trying to tell people, of course, a lot of people didn't want to listen to me because it's kooky. It's weird to tell people that the entire world is going to change in a month. And at some point, you stop believing it yourself. Maybe you're overreacting, maybe what you're seeing, all these signs. But it's given me a stronger belief that you can reach out to people in other countries. You can reach out to other sources. And the internet is so damn powerful. And we're figuring out its power right now. I mean, we've always known its power, but it's even more powerful now. And the information that you can find by the time it hits the mainstream those group of thinkers, we're already on the next shit. So I'm always on the next shit. You know what I mean? Right now we're in the middle of this thing and I'm already thinking about the economic impact and what that looks like, right? So I took some time to try to wrap my head around what that meant. And I was I ran like 11 miles in one week, which isn't a lot, but that's a lot for me. I was still lifting weights, doing all my prep and shit. And I fucked my neck up. I don't know how. I really don't. I I think it may have even been stress-induced. I sleep like a baby. And I didn't feel like I was stressed out about this thing, but maybe I was. There's no other way to explain like this massive uh, pinched nerve that I got in my neck. And I, I just, I think it might have been something stress-induced. I don't know. That's just my take, but So I wasn't able to get on the computer and do all the things that I wanted to do that way. But, you know, I've been organizing the man cave, organizing my closet, getting my shit ready. And uh, I took on this little project to, since I'm going to be at home a lot, I want to do better videos from my house, better feeds, better live feeds. So I thought, you know, I was exploring some different options and I got this iPad Pro. I got the new iPad Pro. And uh wasn't sure if they were going to be delayed at some point in the future. So I just went ahead and bought one now. And so I'm kind of tricking it out to be an all-in-one solution for my live feeds, my podcasting, my photography. And so I'm going to share with you guys some of the things that I bought. And I'll do that online and just talk a little bit about that. You know, that's what I'm going to be using primarily to record a bunch of shit on and do some cool videos and shit. So I rolled with getting the new iPad Pro 12.9 inch. So I went with the bigger screen. And I also rolled with the Apple AirPod Pros, which have some tremendous fucking ratings. And I I haven't received those yet, but I'm pretty pumped about those. So I thought it'd be cool to have the, you know, as, as the whole concept was that I wanted to eliminate as much as I could from actually plugging shit in so I didn't want to have to plug in some headphones I have a ton of great headphones the ones I'm using right now are the Tascam uh, TH02 it says on there 
These fuckers are great, man. Not very expensive, but they're just fucking awesome. I really enjoy them. But I'm really looking forward to those uh, noise-canceling headphones that also let you... You know, a lot of times when I'm on my headphones, my wife will be talking to me, and it's like, you do that fucking annoying, what? You know? Oh, God. What a dick, right? So apparently what these headphones do is they they help with that. They have a microphone on the outside that allows people to talk to you while you're listening to whether you know i listen to a ton of podcasts and music and you're still able to conduct conversations and still listen to your shit or hear when somebody's talking to you so i got that and then i rolled with the the smart keyboard because i know i I wanted to get the magic keyboard which has the little trackpad on it and has uh the little floating screen i mean it's really cool but it doesn't come out till may and i didn't want to have to wait I know it's just a fucking month, right? But, you know, it's just I needed the to get going on my shit now. Like, as far as, like, the iPad just laying face down sucks, right? So you want it to be upright. And so I may eventually get the magic one, but I needed that. And I also wanted the keyboard capability. And so on. I just wanted it now. I mean, I'm trying to play video games on this thing. It would just suck for it to just lay around until May, right? So... I went ahead and and opted for that keyboard, and it is not fucking cheap, man. But, you know, for not having the trackpad and all that, it's kind of bullshit. But I need that case for it, and I also need it to sit upright. And so some of the things that I wanted it to do was I wanted it to have video editing capability. I wanted it to be able to use it kind of like a laptop, so I needed the keyboard. And I also needed some kind of external mouse which the trackpad would have worked for, but I'm kind of a mouse guy. Maybe I'll transition over once I buy the magic keyboard to that, to the trackpad. But that little mouse that I got, Bluetooth mouse, it's pimp. So you get your iPad, you have a keyboard, and then you have an external mouse that doesn't need anything to connect to. It just connects right to it. And I've been screwing around with it and it's fucking awesome. So I have uh, my little mouse pad, uh, and the other thing I wanted to do was some gaming. Wanted to do a little bit of gaming because I was like, why not? So Apple Arcade, I think it's like, is it five ninety nine or four ninety nine a month? Four dollars and ninety nine cents a month, and you get access to all these kind of games. And then I got a Bluetooth controller. Now the controller is a Steel Series Nimbus thing is so cool it looks like an xbox controller so it's got the little joysticks on it really kick ass super fun so i downloaded a couple of games what are the games that i got i'll let you guys know the games that i just started off with that i just downloaded was uh shinsekai which is a capcom game i haven't even played it yet it looks super dope you're like some underwater uh, world shit and then another game called earth night and then pac-man uh, i got this pac-man uh game that's pretty cool and a sonic racing game so i've been just started off small with those games and uh using the controller and it's fucking awesome it's badass then you have an external speaker i use a lot of ryobi shit so ryobi is cool because they just came out with a power source it's like you get the rechargeable Ryobi batteries and then you can connect it to this thing and it has like an outlet 
and you can connect the iPad to that outlet and so it'll charge and power a lot of stuff via USB or standard light socket. And uh, it's kick-ass, so that's what I'm going to use as a power source. There's also a little Ryobi speaker, and I have a ton of these Bluetooth speakers. I may invest in something smaller, but I have a couple of small ones. And right now, the smallest one I have is the little Ryobi radio slash Bluetooth device. And so that's kind of cool, you know, as a little mobile audio thing. Or I could just use my kick-ass headphones. So those are some of the things that I got, you know, so we have the iPad Pro and then I got a external USB hub. Now, Apple makes the adapter, which I also got as a backup, but I got this little USB hub from Amazon and that allows me to direct line jack into the fiber that we got, which is super fucking fast. We have Google Fiber. If I connect that bad boy into the iPad via that hub, it just gives me some tremendous fucking speed as far as like surfing the web and cool shit like that also lets me attach other things like i can power through the hub i can power everything and also it's got a couple of usb ports so i bought a small hp 128 gigabyte thumb drive that i can attach in there and bring in photos video swap shit out uh bring things back and forth so I thought that was a cool option. And uh, what else? Oh, I got the pen. That pencil hasn't come in yet. The Apple Pencil hasn't come in yet. But that's another cool thing that I hope to review. And I'm going to make a whole picture. And I've already started posting some of the things that I've gotten in thus far. But, you know, when it's all said and done, I'm going to show a little video of how it all works and do some videos on it. And I can connect the Zoom to it through that hub also and do live videos, uh, live streaming where the mic audio is really good. And with those headphones, I'll be able to listen to you guys real crispy in case we do some Q&As on different platforms, maybe uh, on uh, Instagram or Facebook. So pretty cool shit, man. The software that I actually bought in I record everything in GarageBand, so it comes with GarageBand, so I'll be able to do my podcasting from GarageBand, make some beats and shit on there. And then instead of just opting for the standard iMovie for editing videos, I got this $29.99 software called LumaFusion, which I hear is like one of the best ways to edit videos on an iPad if you're going to do that. So I'll let you guys know what that's like. I set up my, my uh, desktop on the iPad to have productivity paid, so it's in my productivity. Some of the stuff I got in there, of course, Google, Google Drive, and that Luma Fusion amongst, you know, some other uh, productivity pieces. I got a social media folder that keeps track of my Facebook, Instagram. I got some entertainment stuff. If you buy an iPad or a MacBook Pro, Apple gives you Apple TV+. Plus. For a year, which is cool. If like you sign up within 24 hours, you get um, Apple Plus, which is cool. They got the new Snoopy in space. Your kids will love that shit. I love Snoopy, but you know you get that. So I have all my shit in there, all my Audible, all the podcasts on the entertainment side. I made a folder called Tools where I put the measuring function in there, which is pretty badass. 
I added a calculator, you know, we got voice memos and notes, shit like that, you know, tools. And then I told you about the games. There's an education folder with Khan Academy and iTunes University that I created. And then all my stores got the new Apple card, which is pretty fucking pimp. Uh, I haven't used it to buy anything, but it, they send you this badass titanium card and you're able to pay. I, I know a lot of people are already aware of this shit, but I just mentioned it. You know, I hadn't gotten in on it and it's also good for crushing up uh, crystal meth and shit. So there's that function. Anyway, I'll let you guys know how it goes if I should have opted for a MacBook Pro or some other laptop, but I'm rolling with the iPad for now, and we will see how that experiment goes. I haven't bought a new laptop in a while. It's been a really fucking long time, and I'm a nerd for this shit, and I just needed to upgrade my shit. I do all of these podcasts and videos and shit on an old-ass Power Mac G5. So that old aluminum Apple, I've been rolling with it for years. It's the love of my life. Nah, <laughs> but I love that piece of tech. I'm a fucking nerd, man. Nerd life shit. But I haven't been indulging my nerd tendencies. And, you know, I had the time and I wanted to do some cool shits as far as live feeds and things. And I wanted an all-in-one portable system. And let's see if that's what this iPad Pro, this new iPad Pro can can step up to the challenge. I also got a desk mic stand and a LED ring so I look nice and pretty when I go live. Those those fuckers don't come in until like late May, I think. Some stuff's delayed, man. But I got that LED ring light. That should be pretty cool. So let's see how all this stuff works out, players. Other than that, I've been watching some TV, saw that Tiger King shit. That was just some weird, wild shit that people, you know, that many people keep live animals like that. And then the whole fucking story was bizarre. That was some ill shit. Another one was uh, Ted Kaczynski in his own words, the Unabomber. Fuck, bro. I mean, it's it's tough to get through it after a while, but then it gets into how he was part of a fucking experiment and... The whole CIA aspect, fucking bizarre shit, man. That's mind-blowing shit. So if you get to watch the whole thing, if you watch the Ted Kaczynski Unabomber in his own words documentary on Netflix, that shit was wild, man. The other show that I really enjoyed was, of course, Ozarks was fucking awesome. Ozarks was good. I liked season two better than season three, but it was still really fucking good, really solid shit. And my favorite thing that I've seen while in quarantine is the narcos series narcos narcos <laughs> that shit was fucking fire man i really love that shit it's so like historically accurate and it's all in spanish and the spanish is so fucking legit the way these vatos talk it's wild shit man really cool shit loved watching that narco shit man so if you get to watch that the new season of that uh, check it out. You know, the Mexican cartel shit. Pretty cool. Follow Ed's Manifesto. Ed's Manifesto on Instagram. That vato. He's this Mexican operative, you know, works covert operations against cartels uh, within Mexico, within South America. And the stuff that he's reporting on as far as COVID-19 and the narcos. And it's really wild shit, man. And while you're at it, follow Tracks NYC. 
T-R-A-X-N-Y-C. He's reporting out of New York. My man is wild with it, man. He's a jeweler. I really love that guy. Smart-ass cat. Follow Tracks NYC on Instagram. Trust me. Just do it. Follow Tracks NYC and follow Ed's Manifesto. As always, please leave me a review. Tell your friends. Let me know your thoughts. And I will catch you on the motherfucking flip side. Stay safe. God bless. KCSocial.net. I'm out. Your mouthpiece, obese like Della Reese. When I release, you lose teeth like little C's. Nigga, please, blood flood your dungarees. And that's just the half on my war path. Laugh now, cry later. I rhyme greater than the average player hater. The spectators buy my CD twice. They see me in the streets, they be like, yo, he nice. But this on the low dough. Be the cats with no dough. Try to play me at my show. I pull out four foes and go up in their clothes. Short change niggas, snort cane niggas. Extortion came quicker. Bought the range nigga. It still tickle me. I used to be as strong as Ripple B. To little C's cripple me. Now I play hard like my girl's nipples be. The game sour like a pickle bee. Y'all know the rules. Move from BK to New Jerusalem. Think about all the planes we flew. Bitches be ran through. Now the year's new, uh, I lay my game flat, uh, I want my spot back, take two Motherfuckers mad cause I blew, uh, niggas envy us Too many niggas on my dick, shit strenuous When my men bust, you just move with such stamina Slugs missed ya, I ain't mad at ya Blood rushing, concussions, ain't nothing Catch cases, come out frontin', smoking something Sippin' white rushing, bitch in the bends bumpin' I laced it with the basic, six TVs, a system Knockin' lace shit, face it, we hard to hit Guard your shit before I stick you For your re-up Wipe the pee up Lick shots Woke your seat up Go in the ashtray Spark the weed up Long kiss Put my name in rap, the partner Game is that, like they hustle backwards I smoke backwards and dutchies You can't touch me, try to rush me Slugs go touchy-touchy You're bleeding lovely With your spirit above me Or beneath me Your whole life you live sneaky Now you rest eternally sleepy You burn when you creep me Rest where the worms in the week be My nine flies, baptized, rap guys With the Holy Ghost I put holes in most You hold your toes shaky Slipping, trying to break me Look what you made me do Brain blue My team in the marine blue Six coupe Skeet it out, weed it out Cleaning out The block for distances Giving long kisses, bitch The men 
Some punk crumbs, the medicine, I got the lettuce in You turn green like cucumber skin Got the new hummer in the summer when I was a newcomer then Drugs and Mac 10s, hug from fake friends Make ends, they hate you Be broke, girls won't date you That's why I relate to Choke your ass out till your face blue Make you open the safe too No matter how you call it, how you call this it This brolic, alcoholic, like it's weed Greened out like it's brick solid Distribute two kids who take heart like Valentine Drink Valentine all the time Slump hit your chest, tap the spine Flatline, hurt with the grapevine They got fucked four times Damn, at three to nine, fucked you up for real though Swing still slow, has your remorse, we feel no